जय राधा माधवा कुंज बिहारी जय राधा माधवा कुंज बिहारी जय राधा माधवा कुंज बिहारी जय गोपी जनवल्लाधारी जय गोपी जनवल्लाधारी यशोदानंदन ब्रजन रंजन यशोदानंदन ब्रजन रंजन जमुन तीरावन चारी यमुनातीरावन चारी जय राधा माधवा कुंज बिहारी गोपी जनवल्लाभा गिरिवरधारी जय गोपी जनवल्लाभा गिरिवरधारी यशोदानंदन ब्रजजन रंजन यशोदानंदन ब्रजजन रंजन यशोदानंदन ब्रजजन रंजन यशोदानंदन ब्रजजन रंजन यमुनातीरावन चारी यमुनातीरावन चारी जय राधा माधव कुंज बिहारी जय राधा माधव कुंज बिहारी
ठाकुरुपाई श्री 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 गुरु परंपरा की जाए श्री सद गोसाई प्रभु की जाए अनंत कोटि वैष्णवा वृंद की जाए नाम चाज श्री हरिदास ठाकुर की जाए प्रेम से कहो जय श्री कृष्ण चैतन्य प्रभु नित्यानंद श्री अद्वैत गदाधर श्रीवास अधिगोर भक्त वृंद की जाए श्री श्री राधा कृष्ण गोप गोपीनाथ श्याम कुंड राधा कुंडगिरी गोवर्धन की जाए ब्रजभूमि श्री वृंदावन धाम की जाए श्री मायापुर नवद्वीप धाम की जाए पुरुषोत्तम क्षेत्र श्री जगन्नाथ परिधाम की जाय श्री गोकुल परिधाम की जाय यमुना माए की जाय गंगा माए की जाय श्रीमती तुलसी देवी महारानी की जाय श्रीमती भक्ति देवी महारानी की जाय समवेद भक्त बृंद की जाय जय बोलो श्री 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 राधा कलचंजी की जाय ग्रंथराज श्रीमद्भागत महापुराण की जाय श्री श्री कृष्ण बलराम की जाय श्री गौर भक्त बृंद की जाय निताय गौर प्रेमानंदे हरि हरि बोल All glories to the assembled devotees Hare Krishna All glories to the assembled devotees Hare Krishna All glories to the assembled devotees Hare Krishna All glories all glories Shri Shri Guru and Gauranga glories to you Shila Prabhupada So today is the holy appearance day of the original supreme personality of Godhead Lord Shri Balaram as we all know um the initial presence was of that being the manifestation of lord balaram so we're going to be uh talking about lord balaram today today is uh shri balaram purnima shri balaram jayanti the holy appearance day of the original supreme personality godhead lord shri balaram ki jai so lord balaram is described as the seed i'm going to be speaking from different parts of the scripture and i'll um describe which verses we're talking from as we go Lord Balram is the seed and the womb of the universe So Shri Baladev is the supreme personality of Godhead himself he's equal in supremacy to the supreme godhead yet wherever Krishna appears Shri Balram appears as Krishna's brother sometimes elder and sometimes younger This is described in the Shrimad Bhagavatam canto 10 chapter 1 text 24 purport as we know this part of the 10th canto was translated by was um uh spoken by shilapropad himself the purports were spoken by shilapropad himself so in his vibhav prakash feature lord krishna manifests himself as balaram the balaram feature is as good as krishna himself the only difference being the bodily hue krishna is dark and that of balaram is fair this is from the teachings of lord chaitanya chapter 7 those two lords krishna and balaram are each the seed 
and womb of the universe. So one is the seed and the other is the womb. Because in the womb, the seed becomes uh, fructified and then becomes the person like that. This is why we notice that all the incarnations of Krishna actually come through Lord Balaram, including Vasudev Krishna. Vasudev Krishna uh, also comes from, actually, from Balaram. So we can see how powerful Lord Balaram is and how he is the actual, the originally, the described as the original spiritual master, the original guru of the whole creation, the one who actually gives us spiritual power. And it is by spiritual power that one can do something eternally. With material power, you can do something for a short while. But with spiritual power, you can do it for eternity, which means past, present, and future. Not just future, but past, present, and future. So how powerful is that? So this is why today is, for the devotees, the happiest day of their lives, because of our lives, because we understand that today Lord Balaram is very, very merciful. He's always very merciful, but today he's particularly merciful that he will grant us any desire that we have to have spiritual energy so that we can actually uh, perform Krishna consciousness nicely like that. So then it is described here uh, that each are the seed and womb of the universe, the creator and his creative potency. They enter the hearts of living beings and control their conditioned awareness. They are the prime, primeval, supreme. This is from Srimad Bhagavatam, also Canto 10, chapter 46, verse 31. So we can see they enter the hearts of the living being and control their conditioned awareness. So what does that tell us? That tells us that if we want to become more aware, then we should pray to Krishna and Balaram because they will be the ones who give us awareness. And when we have awareness, then amazing things can be done. For example, we can see in Srila Prabhupada's life, he did some things that were very, very magical. You know, nobody could imagine that someone could do that, like walking on air, you know, like... There are times when devotees actually saw him walking on air, you know. And uh, there's one particular pastime that I remember when he arrived at a particular airport and he, was, uh, he came down a very steep flight of uh, uh, escalator. You know how they have these escalators, some of these airports have escalators because the terminal has many floors. And so some of these escalators are very, very sharp, you know. They're very steep escalators, you know. So he came down a very steep escalator but the devotees saw that when he got off, he didn't touch the ground. He sort of like floated from the escalator and they had made a big seat and he went above the seat and he sat down in the seat like that. You know, we all know that when Lord Jesus walked on water, everybody said, wow, this is a miracle. Only God can walk on water. But here is Prabhupada who's saying he's not God. He's the servant of God. In fact, he even said, I'm not even servant of God. I'm trying to become servant of God. And he was walking on air. So why? He had this awareness. Because Krishna and Balaram were in his heart very, very purely, and very clearly in his heart. You know, One time the devotees remember, there was Tulsi Puja going on. And uh, uh, you know, people were going to water Tulsi, right? So first person they gave the water to was Prabhupada. And at that time, they had the water in a conch. You know, so Prabhupada was standing, and then Tulsi was like here, and Prabhupada standing here, and Prabhupada throws the water from the conch onto the Tulsi, and he does that three times, and the water goes, it circumambulates Tulsi, and then falls down. 
the water circumambulates to see on its own and falls down. Now, how is that even possible? You see, these types of things. So, we are very fortunate that we had Srila Prabhupada as the exemplar of this science of Krishna consciousness. And today is the day when actually we can pray to Lord Balaram very nicely and be very happy that we are his servants, servants, servants many times removed. Gopir Bhartu, Padakamalaya, Dasa, Dasa, Dasa. Just like Lord Krishna has his gopis, Lord Balaram has his gopis too. Lord Balaram is equally supreme personality of God. Just like Krishna looks after some of the forests with Radharani in the forests of Bindavan, the 12 forests of Bindavan, Lord Balaram also does the same thing. He has his forests too in Bindavan that he looks after with his gopis and gopas like that. Uh, we know that the, uh, uh, the 12 gopalas, you know, the uh, Dwadas gopalas that we say, are actually uh, servants of Lord Balaram. And so in, Krishna, in Lord Chaitanya's Leela, they also came in pastimes of Radha and of Lord Chaitanya and Lord Nityananda like that. So Sri Balaram is described as a beautiful brother. He's actually very beautiful. So described, if you see Balaram once, you will think that even beauty is not beautiful. <laughs> you know, you question even beauty. Because he is so beautiful person. And Krishna is also very, very beautiful, as we know it is one of the qualities that separates him from all other lords, right? It's one of the four qualities is Krishna has amazing beauty. And so these two, they're so beautiful, they describe like a, a beautiful conch with a nice uh, uh, sapphire uh, seating in, in sitting inside that conch and being very effulgent, you know, like that. So it's described here that powerful Lord Balaram is 16 years old, full of luster of youth, and has a fair complexion, the color of crystal. Balaram wears blue garments and a garland of forest flowers. Balaram's handsome hair is tied in a graceful top knot. You can see even his hair is handsome. I mean, we're not even handsome, right? But even his hair is handsome. <laughs> can you imagine how beautiful he must be? His hair is described as handsome. And by the way, when scripture describes something, that is the real standard. We may say somebody is beautiful or somebody is handsome, but our standard is very low. You see? But scripture standard is very high. So when scripture says handsome, that's real handsome. You know, like that. And when it says, as uh, 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 it's described here, that uh, uh, his, his color is that of crystal, this is very beautiful crystal color, you know? Splendid earrings adorn Lord Balaram's ears. Sri Baladev's neck is splendidly decorated with garlands of flowers and strings of jewels. Splendid bracelets and armlets ornament Dauji's graceful and very strong arm. So he's called Dauji because he is Krishna's elder brother. So Krishna actually, out of affection, because he loves his elder brother so much, he calls him Dao, Dauji, like that. Very respectful towards Lord Balaram. So then it's described that uh, um, Balaram's feet are decorated with splendid jeweled anklets. Sri Baladev is Sri Krishna's dearest friend. Baladev is a great reservoir of the nectar mellows of many kinds of transcendental pastimes. 
So then it continues. Lord Balaram's beauty is enhanced by the earrings touching his cheeks. Balaram's face is decorated with tilak made from musk and Balaram's broad chest is ornamented with a garland of gunja, small red, black and white uh, berries native to Brindavan. This is uh, Krishna's favorite, actually. These berries are Krishna's favorite. It's described that he always wear these gunja bead mala. And uh, even when Mother Yashoda wants to bathe him, uh, when he is a little boy, he won't let Mother Yashoda take the mala off. That's the only thing he won't let him take off. Take everything else away, you're not taking my gunja, gunja mala off, you know. So uh, Mother Yashoda has to really convince him and say, I'm going to take it off quickly and put it back on again quickly, like that. <laughs> you know, and she does that with him. Sri Baladev's complexion is as white as autumn cloud, and he wears blue garments. Balaram's voice is very grave, and his arms are very long, touching his thighs. This is from the Nectar of Devotion, chapter 4. The Servitor of Godhead. Balaram is the servitor of Godhead who serves Lord Krishna in all affairs of existence and knowledge. So all affairs of existence and knowledge. See how everything is connected to Balaram so nicely. So if we just say the word Balaram like that, if we just say Sri Balaram ki jai like that, then all these things get attracted to us so nicely. You know? And Lord Balaram's greatest uh, presence in this world is in the form of Lord Nityananda. Lord Nityananda is Lord Balaram, but even more sort of like merciful, even more, uh, even more, uh, you might say, uh, uh, generous, you know, like that, is Lord Nityananda. So the transcendental abode exists by the energy of Lord Balaram. So it's actually Lord Balaram who becomes Lord Nityananda, but he wants to be even more merciful than he is, so he exceeds himself like that. So it's not like Lord Nityananda competes with Lord Balaram. Lord Nityananda is Lord Balaram. Krishna's first expansion in a form of four pastimes is Lord Balaram. First expansion for pastimes. Balaram himself helps in the pastimes of Lord Krishna and he does the work of creation in four other forms. In all forms, Balaram tastes the transcendental bliss of serving Krishna. Described in Chaitanya Charitamrita, Adi Lila, chapter 4, texts 8 through 11 in the verses. So, those four forms of Lord Balaram are uh, Vasudev, uh, Sankarshan, Pradyumna, and Aniruddha, like that. So, these four forms Balaram takes. Quote If we develop consciousness of this fact, then we are actually in Krishna consciousness. We should always remember that Krishna is the only supreme master and that everyone else is his servant. Ekela Ishvara Krishna, Arasava Bhritya. Either Narayan or Lord Shiva, everyone is subordinate to Krishna. Even Baladev is subordinate to Krishna. This is in the Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 10, Chapter 13, purport to verse number 53. Uh, 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 yes, to verse number 53. In the transcendental pastimes, Krishna is the chief hero, and Balaram provides additional help. Again from Srimad Bhaktam, Canto 10, Chapter 8, Text 27, Purport. Sri Balaram serves all mellows. Lord Balaram is constantly serving Lord Krishna in every respect. 
in all of Krishna's incarnations and pastimes, Lord Balaram is always present, serving Krishna in different forms and manifestations. In Ramalila, Balaram serves Lord Ramachandra as his younger brother, Lakshman. In Kali Yuga, Lord Balaram spreads the Sankirtan movement of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu as Lord Nityananda. Lord Balaram serves Sri Krishna in all the five rasas, from Shanta to Madhurya Rasa. So even in Madhurya Rasa, Lord Balaram is serving. So how does he serve in Madhurya Rasa? Of course, he has his own Madhurya Rasa, but he is actually the younger sister of Radharani. Lord Balaram takes the form of uh, Ananga Manjari. Ananga Manjari is actually Radharani's younger sister. So he's, he loves Radharani so much, he takes that form so that he can be close to her as well. He can serve her nicely in the service of his elder brother, Krishna, like that. Of course, as Ananga Manjari doesn't, he doesn't have the mood of Balaram. He has the mood of, mood of Ananga Manjari. Very beautiful mood, very, very powerful mood. And as we know, in whole creation, the very best place is described uh, in the uh, 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 Nectar of Instruction as Radhakund. Radhakund is said to be the essence of all places of Krishna consciousness. And in the center of Radhakund is a place called Salveladham. Salveladham. And that place has a very beautiful, very beautiful temple. And in that temple is run by Ananga Manjari. And so in Radha and Krishna want to have very intimate pastimes, they go to that temple and they have their pastimes there. And the younger sister makes sure that everything is organized very nicely there. It's just amazing, amazing things. And uh, because she's so attentive to Radharani, she knows everything about Radharani. Whenever uh, Radharani has some issues, um, she crosses the, the boundary of the pastimes. Because there are two types of pastimes of Krishna. Pastimes in union, called Sambhogalila. And pastimes in separation, that's described as Vipralambalila. We're right now in pastimes of separation. We become separated from Krishna. And so in separation of Krishna, those pastimes, the Lord is Lord Chaitanya. Lord Chaitanya is the Lord of the Viparama Lila. In Samboga Lila, Lord Krishna is the Lord, like that. So when Radharani has some problems with Krishna that she cannot sort out, she's spoken to everybody. She's spoken to a sister, she's spoken to everybody, and nobody can figure out how to handle Krishna because Krishna is just somehow misbehaving with her, she will cross these leelas and come to uh, Vipralamba Leela and consult with Lord Nityananda. And then Lord Nityananda will tell her what to do so that she can actually uh, take care of uh, Krishna. Because she can't speak to Balaram in Krishna Leela. Radharani and Balaram never get together in Krishna Leela. So she'll cross over on this side and because Lord Nityananda is Ananga Manjari also. So, so, you know, he speaks to her. It's just amazing how these pastimes happen, you know. Very beautiful pastimes. In all of Krishna's incarnations and pastimes, Lord Balaram is always present. In Shantarasa, Lord Balaram fulfills Lord Krishna's desire for blissful transcendental pastimes by expanding himself as the holy dham of Brajamandala. All of Krishna's personal possessions, such as Krishna's crown, 
his bed, his clothes, his throne, his ornaments, and any other object that Krishna utilizes are all expansions of Lord Balaram. How important is Lord Balaram, right? As Krishna's cowherd friend and elder brother in Sakyarasa, Sri Balaram sometimes accepts service from Krishna after defeating him in a wrestling match. When the two wrestle, Lord Balaram always wins. You know, and sometimes people say that, that Lord Balaram is more powerful than Krishna. But actually Prabhupada told a very nice story. He was asking this question, who is more powerful, Krishna or Balaram, you know? And so people almost all said, it's Balaram. said, no, it's Krishna. He said, how do you know? He says, well, when you can see right now, you can see the deities of Krishna and Balaram on the altar, right? So who is leaning on who? Lord Balaram is leaning on Krishna, right? Therefore, you can see that right next to Lord Nasingadev is Krishna and Balaram. You can see Lord Balaram is actually leaning on, on uh, Krishna. So that means Krishna must be more powerful, right? <laughs> So, you know, it's amazing how you can get answers based on pastimes. But generally, Balaram, Balaram's fraternal feelings are mixed with servitude, dasya rasa, and uh, parental affection, vatsalya rasa. In the mood of vatsalya rasa, Sri Balaram sometimes protects Krishna as a parent or chastises him as an elder brother. Once Lord Balaram told Subala, My dear friend, Please inform Krishna not to go to Kaliya Lake today. Today is Krishna's birthday, so I wish to go along with Mother Yashoda to bathe him. Tell Krishna he should not leave the house today. This shows how Balaram, Krishna's elder brother, took care of Krishna with parental love, within the scope of fraternal affection. This is from the Nectar of Devotion, chapter 42. The splendor of Lord Balaram's transcendental form eclipses many millions of glistening rising moons. And the slightest scent of his boundless strength is sufficient to destroy many armies of demons. <laughs> Just the strength of his smell. Slightest strength of his smell can destroy unlimited number of demons. That's how powerful he is, very powerful personality. Although he knows the supernatural power of his younger brother, Krishna, still out of love for him, Balaram never leaves Krishna alone in the forest, even for a moment. I offer my prayers to Lord Balaram, the enemy of Dhinuka Asura. Lord Balaram can expand himself into unlimited and different forms. In order to serve Sri Krishna's intimate conjugal pastimes in Madhuri Rasa, Lord Balaram expands himself as Ananga Manjari. Ananga Manjari wears beautiful clothing, the color of blue lotus flowers. And she is especially dear to Lalita and Vishaka. Because she's the younger sister of Radharani. So Lalita and Vishaka are Radharani's right and left hand persons, right? That's the, the left guard and right guard of Radharani. So they love Ananga Manjari a lot because she, they know how much she loves her elder sister and how much she always serves her elder sister so nicely. And sometimes Radharani won't tell them some things, and so they all go to Anangamachari and get the secret from her, you know, find out what the secret is. Because Radharani often doesn't reveal her heart. She's a very, very humble person. She, she, won't, she won't speak, you know. And so then they want to find out something, and so how to find out. 
So they'll speak to Ananga Manjari. Sri Balaram chants Sri Krishna's glories. One time at Krishna Kunda in Madhuvan, Lord found the gopis suffering from intense pangs of separation from their beloved Krishna. This is Lord Balaram who found them like that. To alleviate their distress, Lord Balaram described the wonderful pastimes and glories of Krishna and chanted Krishna's transcendental names. Balaram became so absorbed in chanting that his complexion assumed Krishna's blue color. <laughs> this is actually very true uh, about uh, the uh, inhabitants of, of uh, Gokula, of Vrindavan, that they are so absorbed in what they are saying that their bodily hue changes to the color. And that's why, that's how the people who are listening know that this person is speaking completely authentically. It's 100% authentic because their bodily hue changes to the color of the person that they're speaking about. That means they became so absorbed in that person that that person's bodily hue became their bodily hue, like that. Now, to understand this, one we should understand that in Vrindavan, when Krishna walks on the grass, the grass changes to blue color. Can you imagine how much the grass is meditating on Krishna? It is so absorbed in Krishna that when Krishna's feet touches the grass, that grass becomes blue. And then after that, when Balaram comes and touches the same grass, the same grass turns white. And then Radharani comes and it becomes golden. So anybody, depending on who's going, the grass changes color all the time. So much the grass is meditating on every person who's coming by. I mean, this is exceptionally great consciousness. This is how we have to be in our lives. We have to become absorbed in Krishna consciousness in a way that is variegated. We are absorbed about Krishna, about Radharani, Lord Balaram, you know, Lord Chaitanya, Lord Nityananda, Lord, ba uh, Lord Jagannath, Lady Subhadra, like that, Tulsi Maharani, Baladev, like that, you know, all these personalities. We should be very, very absorbed. Lord Balaram's gopis. Lord Balaram journeyed from Dwarka to Mindavan to console Sri Krishna's beloved girlfriends by delivering a confidential letter from Sri Krishna. Filled with pure love for the gopis, Sri Krishna's charming message deeply touched their hearts. After delivering Krishna's message, Lord Balaram stayed in Vrindavan for two months, enjoying conjugal pleasures with his own gopis. Together they performed Rasalila along the sandy banks of the Yamuna River. Lord Balaram was enchanted by the charming pastimes of the beautiful young ladies of Braja. Thus, each night was a completely new experience, and all the nights passed as if they were a single night. So this is from uh, Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 10, chapter 65, text 34. So his gopis live in their part of the forests, of the 12 forests of Vrindavan, five of them are Lord Balaram's forests, and the other seven are Radha and Krishna's. So in those five forests, they also have many, many gopis, many, many gopas, like that. They have everything there that is on this side, there's in those forests as well. So Lord Balaram spent two months with his gopis in uh, his, uh, uh, his uh, associates there, and enjoyed every night, every day. According to Srila Jiva Goswami and Srila Vishwanath Chakravati Thakur, Lord Balaram has his own group of gopis completely different from the cowherd girlfriends of Sri Krishna. Lord Balaram respects Lord Krishna's gopis and is very careful 
to avoid mixing with them because he's a very beautiful personality, you know. So naturally people are going to be very attractive to them. So he sort of stays a little away from them. He doesn't mix with them, you know. He's only around when Krishna is around and, you know, like that. And generally you will notice in the pastimes he's never around when Radharani is around. He will somehow move out of the picture when Radharani comes in, you know. Because he's very, very respectful of Krishna. That, that's Krishna's uh, you know, consort, and he won't in any way show any type of presence there that might distract from that beautiful uh, relationship that Krishna has with Radharani. Is that also because he's Ananga Yes, as Ananga Manjari, he's always there anyway. You know? But as Balaram, now Ananga Manjari and Lord Balaram's, uh, uh, you might say, attitude are different, very different. One female, one is male. But as Balaram himself, with his attitude, his full attitude, he will not, you know. So he does miss out on Radharani in that way. He does, you know. And so that is why, as Lord Nityananda, he touches Radharani. You see what I'm saying? He and Radharani are very close. Lord Nityananda and Radharani are very close. Now, these are two different pastimes. So how is it that those two are crossing pastimes like that? It's Radharani who crosses pastimes. Lord Nityananda doesn't go from this way to the other. It's from the other way that she comes in and she'll consult him because Krishna is misbehaving and he, he, she needs to know how to deal with him. Because they've tried everything and nothing has worked. And so they figure out how. So she'll come and speak to Lord Nityananda at that time. Then he'll advise her what to do and then she'll go and sort it out. At that time, yes, he does have. Because Lord Nityananda is Lord Balaram in full. Yes, there are two different personalities, but he has the mood of Lord Balaram fully. You know? Whereas Anang Manjari does not have Lord Balaram's mood, you know. He does, she does, she is his expansion, but not the mood, you know, like that. So it's described here, uh, if while walking on Govardhan Hill, Krishna's elder brother Balaram sees a series of golden stones, you can see why, right? Because even the stones touch color, change color. Depending who touched the stone, that stone is going to, so when he sees golden, you know, he thinks, oh, the daughter of King Bishabhanu, Radharani, must have just walked before me. And Balaram changes course to avoid an awkward situation. <laughs> In the same way, if Radharani sees a series of crystal stones, because whenever any stones touched by Balaram, changes the color of crystal, <laughs> she thinks Balaram must have just walked here before me, and Radharani then changes her course. Just amazing how beautiful these personalities are. Sleepiness in ecstatic love. Once Lord Baladev began to talk in his sleep as follows. O Lotus Eyed Krishna, your childhood adventures are manifest simply according to your own will. Therefore, please immediately dispose of the stubborn pride of this Kaliya serpent. By saying this, Lord Balaram astonished the assembly of the others and made them laugh for some time. He's saying that in his sleep, so they're laughing, you know. Then yawning so hard as to make ripples on his abdomen, <laughs> Lord Balaram, the bearer of the plow, returned to his deep sleep. This is an instance of sleepiness and ecstatic love. <laughs> Sometimes we'll see that if you're sleeping with your wife or, you know, sometimes children are sleeping next to you and then they'll talk in their sleep, right? You notice you'll never get angry. 
You'll never get angry. You'll be astonished, you'll laugh, you'll smile. <laughs> you know? But you don't get angry, you know, like that. It's amazing. It all comes from these pastimes, you know? Everything follows the pastimes of Radha and Krishna. Krishna and Balaram like that. Sri Krishna for a day. Lord Balaram is called Dauji, meaning the elder brother who protects and cares for his younger brother. After lifting Govardhan Hill, Lord Krishna killed a succession of ferocious demons, including Sankarsana and Arista Asura. Balaram hadn't killed a demon for a long time, and he was concerned about, about his duty of protecting Krishna, his elder, his, uh, as, as his elder brother. Desiring to dress like Krishna, Lord Balaram once asked Krishna if he could wear his peacock feather and play Krishna's flute for just one day. Krishna, who dearly loves his elder brother, agreed and personally gave his peacock feather and flute to Balaram. Now, you have to know something behind this pastime, and that is that the gopis do not like Krishna if he doesn't have his uh, peacock feather and his uh, flute in his sash. In fact, they'll walk right past him as if he's not Krishna. They'll ignore him. And he becomes very unhappy when they do that because he loves them so much, you know. He's always trying to attract them. You know, Krishna can never be satisfied with beautiful girls. And the more beautiful girls he has, the more <laughs> desires he has becomes of associating with beautiful damsels like that. So obviously he becomes very offended. When, but now he took his own flute and his own peacock feather and gave it to Balaram. You know, I think at that time Lord Balaram didn't know what he was asking for. Because that's asking too much from Krishna like that, you know. Anyway, so Krishna and Balaram warmly embraced and then Balaram, laughing happily, ran away, playing gaily on Krishna's flute. Meanwhile, because another thing about Krishna's flute is, you know, the only people who touch Krishna's flute are Krishna, Radharani and the gopis. They're the only ones who play on the flute. Nobody else plays on Krishna's flute, you know. Anyway, so he ran off and he's playing on Krishna's flute. Meanwhile, in Mathura, the wicked king Kangsa was about to send the horse demon Keshi to Vrindavan in order to kill Krishna. This Keshi demon asked King Kangsa, how will I recognize Krishna? Kangsa told him, it would be easy to tell because Krishna would be the only person wearing a peacock feather and playing a flute. While Balaram was Fully enjoying his pastime of being Krishna for the day, the fierce horse demon Keshi stormed into Vrindavan. Now this guy is a very powerful demon. Okay? This is not an ordinary horse. This guy is a real powerful person, you know. Seeing Balaram wearing a peacock feather on his crown and playing a flute, matching the description King Kangsa had given of Krishna, the Keshi demon roared up and gave Balaram a mighty kick that could have killed a full-grown elephant. This kick totally knocked the wind out of Balaram and sent him tumbling far away out of the demon's sight. I mean, you can imagine, tumbling, 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 until away from there. By the way, these demons also have very powerful senses. Like it is said, our sense, our sight can go as far as five miles, they say. It goes five miles. And this goes more than five. And he was tumbling out of sight can you imagine what that kick must have been like? That's a powerful kick, man. You know. So then it says here, uh, 
Thinking that he had killed Krishna, Keshi Demon galloped away. Balaram, picking himself up, began to cry. <laughs> Balaram's chest was still hurting from the demon's kick, and he was short of breath. Balaram was hungry, very tired, and sore all over from tumbling so far. <laughs> Reaching home, Balaram immediately went to Krishna and returned his flute and peacock feather. Balaram told Krishna that he never again wanted to wear them and that a huge horse demon had just violently kicked him, thinking he was Krishna. <laughs> then Balaramji met his mother, Rohini, and fell asleep in her arms. Now, this is an amazing part of Krishna and Balaram. When their mothers are around, they're like completely their mother's boy. You know, they love their mother so much. Krishna replaced the peacock feather in his crown tucked the flute back in his belt and walked into the village. Then Sri Krishna met the horrible horse demon and effortlessly killed him. Srila <laughs> Prabhupada writes, Lord Balaram is the original Vishnu. Therefore, anyone remembering these pastimes of Lord Balaram in the morning and evening will certainly become a great devotee of the Supreme Personality of Godhead and thus his life will become successful in all respects. This is Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 10, Chapter 9, uh, Text 34, Purport. Srila uh, Prabhupada said this, so they quoted that in the purport. Entering Brajarasa. If anyone wants to attain the lotus feet of Sri Radha Krishna and he is able to taste and fully relish their pastimes, one must first approach the lotus feet of Lord Balaram or Lord Nityananda. This is mandatory prerequisite for only by receiving their mercy can this realization be possible. So this is, a, a prerequisite is actually me, in a sense, mandatory, because that it's a requisite means it should be mandatory, right? And prerequisite also means, it says mandatory prerequisite. It's like a, you know, uh, it's a double, uh, what do they call it in English? It's a nice word for that in English, you know. Where in in, in uh, legal language, it's called double entrenchment. You know, you entrench a clause and they doubly entrench it. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's the same type of thing, except in English language, is another word that they use for that. Because Lord Nityananda and Lord Balarama are non-different, the Goswamis confirm that by getting Lord Nityananda's mercy, one becomes eligible to receive the ecstatic prema of Sri Radha and Krishna in Braja. Now, it is actually easier to get the mercy of Lord Nityananda than to get of Lord Balaram. Because Lord Balaram uh, does have uh, some, uh, you know, requirement that you have to be very, very respectful, uh, clean, pure, honest. These nice qualities. He does require those qualities. Because he himself has them to the highest extent, you know. And so he does require them to do that. Lord Nityananda is an avaduta. He's Lord Balaram, but playing the role of an avaduta means that, that he doesn't really care for rules and regulations. What he really cares for is the love in the heart of the devotee. So this is very essential for us to know that at a minimum, we should always be very, very uh, lovingly disposed in our heart towards, you know, uh, spiritual master, to the Guru Parampara, uh, to the six Goswamis, you know, to all these wonderful personalities we have on our altar, you know, all the way up to Radha and Krishna, all of them. 
we should be very lovingly disposed towards these people. And if we do that, then Lord Nityananda bestows mercy very easily. And all you have to do, he says, is take my name once. Nitai, Nityananda, whatever names that he has. He has many, many names. Any of his names, if you take once, says, I become your servant. He actually says that I become your servant. And I will do whatever you want. So this is Lord Balaram's uh, you know, ocean of mercy, you know, that he takes this form of Lord Balaram, of Lord Nityananda in Lord Chaitanya's pastime. Because we especially need that when we've become separated, right? Now we've become separated from the pastimes of the supreme couple in Golok Vrindavan. We have, in fact, become very weakened. Just like when a, you know, in a fire, a spark leaves the fire. As it's leaving the fire, it becomes weaker and weaker and weaker, and then suddenly it becomes nothing, right? Because it's separated from the fire, it no longer has the quality of fire. So similarly, Prabhupada describes that we, he actually uses another metaphor, he says that just like fish on land, two things will happen to that fish. The fish will become unhappy and then die. It'll become unhappy because it can't breathe, you know, and amazingly right now this COVID-19 causes the same problem as I understand. When you have COVID at a very high level, it affects your breathing. You can hardly breathe, you know. It's like water got into your lungs and you've got no space to breathe. That They say that feels like that. Your voice sounds like gur 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 like that when you, because you can't breathe properly. By the way, that happens at death too. Same thing happens. It's called gura gura. It happens at the time of death. So Prabhupada says in the same way, when we are separated from the spiritual atmosphere, we become uh, miserable and then we die. Anybody in this world who shows that they're being happy, who are not in the spiritual atmosphere, it's just a show. It's actually just them externally trying to show people I'm happy. And who is that who's showing off? It's the false ego, the intelligence, the mind, the senses. The soul is not feeling happy. The soul is never happy away from the spiritual atmosphere, just like the fish cannot be happy, separated from the water. So for us, we should always stay in this spiritual atmosphere. Always think of Krishna, never forget Krishna. You know, always chant the holy names, always glorify Krishna, always connect everything to Krishna. Even if the worst thing happens, connect it to Krishna. Understand, if Krishna, something bad happens, it's because Krishna wants something bigger to happen. That's why something bad will happen. After that, something big will happen. Something nice will happen. So here it is described that, uh, um, continuing, it says here, um, Lord Balaram and Lord Nityananda do not accept any offenses whatsoever and are so merciful that by simply worshipping Lord Nityananda, one is automatically worshipping and pleasing Lord Balarama. It is described that Lord Nityananda and Lord Balarama are the friends of the most fallen and wretched. And I remember one time when I first came here, uh, whenever we did the celebration of Lord Balaram's appearance day, we would have on the altar the bathing of Lord Nityananda and Lord Goranga. That's what we used to do, I remember. But after Srila Gurudev left, and uh, Giraj Maharaj became like our chief uh, with some of the other, like Rita Dwaja Maharaj. But Giraj Maharaj is one of the ones who's sort of like very insistent on how we should do things properly. So he said, no, you should not do that. You should actually have Krishna and Balaram deities. So yeah. since then now, we actually have Krishna and Balaram deities. 
just as it is not possible to enter Lord Chaitanya's service without the mercy of Lord Nityananda, it is impossible to enter into Brajarasa without the mercy of Lord Balarama, who is non-different from Lord Nityananda. So, um, so then it is described that when he, the aspiring sadhaka, is talking about us as the devotees, develop their love for Nityananda Prabhu, he is freed from all attachment to the material world. And at that time he becomes eligible to understanding Lord, the Lord's pastimes in Vrindavan. This is from the Chaitanya Charitamrita Adi Lila, chapter 7, text 14, purport. This land of Vrindavan is glorified today because your Balaram's lotus feet have touched the earth and grass. Who said that? It was Krishna. Krishna said that. Your fingernails, this is Krishna speaking, your fingernails have touched her trees and creepers, and your merciful eyes have glanced upon her rivers, hills, birds, and beasts. It's also described in the Chaitanya Charitamrita, Madhya Lila, chapter 21, text 141. When Balaram embraced his brother in a playful mood of ecstasy, Krishna looked like a blue jewel held within a conch shell. You might remember that I was saying that earlier. Seeing the mixture of their brilliant effulgence, Yashoda could not tell them apart. They were so brilliantly effulgent, she couldn't tell which one was Krishna and which one was Balaram. And actually in one of the temples, uh, this is from the uh, Kavikarnapura, Ananda Brindavan Champu, chapter 5, page, page 49. It's actually, there is a, a, a temple in, uh, in Braja, Lord Shiva takes five different forms. He takes the form of uh, Siddheshwar uh, uh, Mahadev. He takes the form of Chakleshwar Mahadev, of uh, Gopeshwar Mahadev, of uh, Kameshwar Mahadev. And he also takes this form of what is known as uh, Nandeshwar Mahadev. So the Nanda hill, the hill on which the temple of Nandagao seats, you know, where... Uh, uh, Nanda Baba has his castle, you know, the, the hill on which it's, it's called Nandagao. That hill is Lord Shiva himself. That hill is Lord Shiva. So there in the temple, Jai Shri Shri Radha Kalachanji Ki Jai, Shri Shri Krishna Balaram Ki Jai. So it is described that um, they, have a, they have a set of deities that are Krishna and Balaram. Krishna and Balaram deities. But this Krishna and Balaram deities are both dressed with exactly the same dress. They're the same dress. You know how sometimes they do, parents do that with children, right? They'll give, they all wear the same dress, you know, type, same color, same pattern, everything's same. So then sometimes the devotees ask them, you know, why do you do that, you know? Krishna should be more like in yellowish dress, yellow dress, and Balaram blue dress, right? Why you dress them in exactly the same color? So the thing is that when we put the yellow dress on Krishna and the blue dress on Krishna, then Balaram complains, why I can't wear the yellow dress? And Krishna complains, why I can't wear the blue dress? Just like children, right? When you have two children playing with a toy, one children has a toy, the other one will say, why I can't play with that toy? And they both will fight over the same toy. Right? You know, If one takes it, the other one wants it too. If the other one gives it up, this one doesn't care about it either. But if one's got it, the other one wants it too, you know. So they said, these two brothers are always fighting. 
Why Krishna has this? I should have it too. Why Balaram has that? I should have that too. So he said, we give them both exactly the same thing. So now there's no fight. <laughs> so you can see, they're the supreme personality of Godhead, right? <laughs> you wouldn't think that they would fight over the dress, you know, what dress each of them is wearing, you know, what type of, uh, you know, flowers they have in their head, this, that, and the other, but they do that. Now, what does that show us? That shows us that we have to be ordinary, like ordinary human beings. We have to be simple-hearted. Simple-hearted, you know. Don't get too complicated in our Krishna consciousness. The purpose is to always do things in a way that is full of pure emotion, you know, like simple-hearted emotion. Okay, if you feel disappointed, you can show your disappointment. If you're happy, you can show your happiness by smiling, you know. But always see things from the point of view of loving Krishna and Krishna's devotees, loving Lord Chaitanya and Lord Chaitanya's devotees like that. Just have that loving feeling towards one another. Then we don't so much see the faults of each other. You see what I'm saying? No, we all have faults. Who does not have faults? But if we look at the fault, unfortunately we may not see the good qualities and then we might become unhappy. And if we become unhappy, then Krishna thinks maybe he doesn't want to come to the spiritual world because if we're not happy, why would he want to go to the spiritual world, right? Krishna will be thinking, oh, this person's not happy with Krishna consciousness, so let him be where he wants to be happy. <laughs> and if we're going to be happy, not dealing with others properly, then we just increased our sentence in this world, right? We just prolonged our stay in this world unnecessarily. And so Lord Balaram exemplifies that very nicely. You know? Everything he does, he's, you can see, like, one of his topmost devotees was Duryodhan. By the way, Duryodhan wrote some amazing, amazing prayers. If I get a chance today, I'm going to be reading from some of them. Prabhupada describes if anybody reads these prayers, will get pure Krishna consciousness in their hearts. Duryodhan, of all people. I mean, this guy was a rascal beyond being a rascal. You know what I mean? He was a rascal of rascals, you know. But Lord Balaram was very, very uh, uh, merciful to him, you know and blessed him, and because of Lord Balaram's blessings, he became very powerful, actually. Very powerful. Actually, nobody could kill him. It was only Krishna who knew how to do it. Nobody else knew how to do it. And if Krishna had not intervened, Duryodhan would have taken care of, uh, of uh, Bhima. And nobody could take care of Bhima. Bhima was very powerful. No way anybody could defeat Bhima. You know? Battle with the, the mace, you know, the Gadar. The Gada is Lord Bhima, is Bhima's, uh, what do you call it, you know, weapon of choice. And it is described, this Gada, when it hits anything, sparks that fly out of that are as powerful as thunderbolts during monsoon cloud, monsoon season. Monsoon season thunderbolts are very powerful. They're very powerful. And each spark from the, uh, from the mace is that much powerful, that much powerful. And even then, he found it very hard. Jai, Shri Radha, Kalachanji ki jai, Shri Krishna Balaram ki jai. So, you know, um, and even then, he could not defeat uh, Duryodhana. Duryodhana was also very powerful, very powerful person. He had the mercy of Lord, Lord Balaram, you know. And, Lord, uh, and, and Duryodhana sings the thousand and eight names of uh, of uh, Lord Balaram, the thousand names of Lord Balaram, Sri Balaram Sahasranama. He sings it. 
And Prabhupada describes anybody who sings that will go back to Godhead. And if you hear that prayer, you'll see how he describes Lord Balaram. They're so beautiful in the descriptions, you know. So we can see that even a, a rascal, demoniac person can become the best of people just by the touch of Lord Balaram. You know, so we are very fortunate. We don't have any bad feelings towards other devotees like Duryodhan did. We don't. We like all the devotees. Now we get envious sometimes naturally because of our past conditioning. Sometimes we become unhappy because of our past conditioning. But actually I don't see devotees having a dirty heart that within their heart they wish bad for someone else. They wish people well. They just don't agree with things that are happening and an argument, argument may arise and people may become emotional in the emotion, say things that they may later feel maybe I shouldn't have been so judgmental or so, uh, you know, uh, so harsh in my words or whatever else, right? But the point is the heart is pure, it's clean. So can you imagine how much more Lord Balaram wants to bless us? Because he sees us as like, you might say, you know, little monkeys. You know how parents, especially in Vedic culture, they call their children bandar, you know? Bandar means monkey. <laughs> They'll describe. It's funny, actually, when I came to America, I, there's this song that they have, you know, uh, uh, about monkeys jumping on a bed or something. There's a song, a nursery song. So many monkeys jumping on a bed, one fell down and, and broke his head or something like that. The mother called the doctor and the doctor said, no more jumping, no more monkeys jumping on the bed, you know, like that. <laughs> so they do say monkeys like that, you see. So we're like little monkeys in a sense because we are children of Krishna. We're children of our spiritual master. We are like little monkeys, you know. And so uh, here we can see that uh, Lord Balaram is always very well disposed towards us. And so he wants to help us, just like parents want to help their children, even if the children are misbehaving. And the parents want that their children do better than they will in their life. Similarly, Lord Balaram wants us to serve Krishna even better than he serves Krishna himself, which is not possible. You know, his service of Krishna is so amazing. It is so beautiful. So... Somehow or the other, if we can actually uh, um, imbibe this mood of understanding that uh, let us pray for even the slightest scent of Lord Balaram's spiritual energy, spiritual power, of his mercy like that, so that we can become very much empowered to actually reach out to other living entities who are suffering in this world so that they can become Krishna conscious. This is the greatest desire of our spiritual masters. This is the greatest desire of Srila Prabhupada. This is the greatest desire of the Acharyas. That somehow we touch so much so that Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur says we should be ready to sp spill 200 gallons of blood to make one devotee. I mean, you only have a, as much as a gallon and a half of blood in your life. It takes 140 lifetimes to have 200 gallons of blood. So how much effort we should make to make just one devotee, you know, like that. And Srila Prabhupada describes that the most difficult thing when you're dealing with devotees is how to be tolerant. You have to be very, very tolerant. Prabhupada was very, very tolerant. His, his disciples sometimes did some very nonsensical things, you know, really nonsensical things, you know. 
but, but Lord, but Prabhupada is very, very tolerant, very loving towards them. Always, even if he chastised them, they didn't feel like, you know, that Prabhupada doesn't love us. They didn't like the chastisement, and sometimes it would take a little while for them to, you know, get out of that <laughs> feeling of, you know, uh, being uh, uh, disrespected or, you know, like that, you know, feeling really crummy about the situation. It might have taken them a little while, but they would come out of it, and when they came out of it, they would realize that it was actually Prabhupada's mercy that they were charged so that they could actually become nicer devotees, you know. And so we should see that amongst devotees too. Sometimes devotees will say and do things to us that will be very difficult for us to bear. But we should see it that that's Lord Krishna's mercy, it's a devotee's mercy. And stay focused and not get distracted from our mood of Krishna consciousness. You know, like that. Hare Krishna, I'm going to stop here. I'm going to ask if anybody would like to say anything about Lord Balaram uh, or ask any questions or anything like that. And then at 10 o'clock we'll start with the Abhishek on the altar. Again, that'll be live telecast, so uh, people will be able to see it uh, on Zoom as they're seeing right now. And uh, after that, uh, we'll continue saying more things. People can speak on the Zoom. Uh, and then around 12 o'clock, uh, there'll be arti going on, and we may continue speaking on Zoom. But then, twelve thirty, the prasadam will be served out, so people can get nice, nice prasadam, being very lovingly made with devotees and being very lovingly served by devotees as well. Any? Uh, yes, Prabhuji. Again, do you have a mic? Uh, you know, can you use this mic? Or you want to just paraphrase? Okay, I'll paraphrase. Okay, go ahead. Oh, okay, how is the original spiritual master? And I think tied with that is how is also the original supreme personality of Godhead. Because he's even described as the original supreme personality of Godhead. So, so, um, so actually, Lord Balaram uh, accepts the mood of service to Krishna. Even though he is equally the supreme personality of Godhead as Krishna, he himself prefers the mood of being the servant of Krishna instead of being just like the, uh, just being the elder brother. He is the elder brother. At times he'll play different roles. Sometimes he'll play the role of elder brother. Sometimes he'll play the role of uh, the younger brother, as described. Sometimes he'll play the role of parent. Sometimes he'll play the role of a friend, like that. So one of the key roles that he plays is of training other people to love Krishna fully which is actually the spiritual master's role. The spiritual master is one who is described as being pregnant with Krishna, Krishna's love. One who is pregnant with Krishna Prema is described as a guru. Yeah, one of the descriptions given in. And then the, one of the descriptions given about guru is that the purpose of a guru is to train other gurus, which means really, what it means in essence is to train other people so that they can also be pregnant with love of Krishna, meaning fully, just like when a, when a mother is pregnant, right? She, when a lady is pregnant, she's always thinking of the child. She's always touching the child, she's always thinking of the child. Everything she does in relation to the child. She won't eat certain types of foods because she knows it will hurt the child. She knows sometimes will nourish the child. She will, you know, do things in a way that the child will have the easiest birth and the best life. So she's always very conscious of the child. 
So really to be pregnant with Krishna consciousness means, uh, with Krishna prema means, that we're always very conscious of what will please Krishna. We don't, won't ever forget for even a moment what will please Krishna like that. And so Lord Balaram himself is the expert in that, right? So just like anything in life, it is the mentor who is the expert and then the mentor you know, sort of trains the mentee, trains the person that they're training so that that person can also become fully knowledgeable, fully skilled, fully expert in whatever the subject matter is. In fact, to the extent that that person might even become better than the mentor, right? So, uh, so he actually uh, takes this role of being the spiritual master. Krishna himself is described as spiritual master also of the whole world. He is also described as spiritual master. But because the spiritual master's role is actually to connect the living entity to Krishna, that is the spiritual master's role, right? So Krishna can't do that. He can't connect people. Being the spiritual master, connect them to himself. People won't understand that, right? So he takes the form of Balram. Krishna himself is Balram, by the way. It is Krishna himself who is Balram. And so he uh, takes that form, and then from that form he becomes the spiritual master so they can touch Krishna. Everybody can touch Krishna like that. And another thing is, and there's a very nice saying in English. The saying says that the teacher is the best student. You see? So by being spiritual master, uh, Lord Balaram becomes the best servant also. The spiritual master is the best servant, right? It's described sometimes as Krishna is the, original, is the supreme personality of Godhead and the spiritual master is described as the supreme personality of servitor Godhead. You know, like that. So, uh, so it's interesting that Balaram took that role. He, he knew that there was a value in that, right? Because the more he could train others to become Krishna conscious, the more he would be Krishna conscious himself, right? You know? So, Prabhupada also describes that. He says the best doctor is one who trains other doctors. So if you really want to become good at anything, train people in that field, and you'll become very good at it. You know? A lot of people uh, like, who want to do business will come to me because I deal with the business field. They'll tell me, you know, that I want to, can you train me how I can become a billionaire, you know? And in the process, I, I tell them, if you really, really want to be a billionaire, then you train other billionaires. Because in training other billionaires, you're going to become a billionaire. Why? Because at a minimum, one of them may actually become a billionaire, right? Because it's not easy to become a billionaire. <laughs> And that person actually becomes a billionaire, he'll help you become a billionaire too, right? After that. Because he knows how to do it, he'll now show you how to do it. Even if you didn't know how to do it, now you learned how to do it. Even if you didn't do it yourself, somebody taught it to you because you were trying to train them, right? And how many times in Krishna consciousness have we seen that? When we are trying to reach out to other people and being Krishna conscious, as we are speaking, we think to ourselves, wow, man, that was a good point that I just made here. And that point would never have come had we had not tried to reach out to another person in Krishna consciousness, right? And then we go back and we read that part of the Bhagavad Gita, Bhagavatam, because we remember that, and then we think, wow, man, that was so nice that I could think of that point. Or the person we're preaching to might say something, right? That says, wow, man, that was a powerful point. You know, and you think to yourself, uh, the other day uh, I was playing with my granddaughter, you know, the youngest one, uh, Rangi. So, 
they were going to go home. And you know how from the grandparents' home to go back to parents' home is actually torture for the grandchildren, you know, like, no, we don't want to go, we want to play more, you know, no. grandparents' home, grandparents' home, they get more freedom, they get cookies, they get you know, treats. <laughs> they want to go home again, you know. <laughs> so anyway, uh, so, uh, so our father, he called her Baba, says, so Baba said, okay, we're all going back home now, so, you know, get ready and this, that, and Rangi is one of the first, she really loves her father very much, so she'll, like, be the first to do the right thing, you know. So she said, okay, and then she went and wears shoes, and then she comes to pick up Baba's backpack, you know. But it's a very heavy backpack. And she's struggling to pick it up. And I said, Rangi, I said, it's very heavy, you know. I said, well, and she said I'm trying to lift it too. I'm saying, it's very heavy, and I can't lift it. You know, only Baba can lift it. You know, like I'm trying to make her understand Baba's going to lift it. But she's trying. Then I said, let me see how heavy you are, Rangi. And then I tried to lift her, and I, she's heavy. She's very heavy. I could lift her, but I was trying to lift her. I can't lift you, it's so heavy. She says, I know. My father and mother take very good care of me. I thought to myself, wow. I mean, it's just a baby, you know. She's telling me my father and mother take really good care of me. <laughs> I think to myself, you know, from a baby's mouth, like they say, right? <laughs> you know? But from that you learn something, that actually my spiritual master is taking care of me. I'm forgetting the fact my spiritual master is taking care of me. My spiritual master is my father. Right? Prabhupada is our grandfather. For some of us, Prabhupada is our father. But for, for some of us, Prabhupada... Prabhupada is our grandfather. He's, they're taking care of us. We forget that. The baby remembered her father and mother. I don't remember my father and mother. That means the baby's teaching me, right? something. You see? So we keep our ears open. There are so many things that we can learn, you know, during the day <laughs> nicely. These are loving relationships, you know. From all our loving relationships, we can come to know Krishna consciousness more, come to know Krishna more. Like that. So this is the type. We, we have to remind ourselves because our hearts are too complicated, you know. We're no longer simple-hearted. We become complicated. Everything has to be analyzed. Everything has to be, you know, uh, uh, you know, put into some form of understanding, you know, rationalized like that, right? But it's not true, you know. One time there was, a, there was some devotees and they were walking and there was a nest and then, then this bird fell out of the nest and fell, you know, and as it was falling, it was trying to flap its wing, you know. Obviously, it was, for the first time, it was trying to fly, right? And then it started flapping its wing on the, and, you know, then the mother bird came, picked it, put it back again. Then the next time it jumped off, it flew off. It actually was able to fly this time, you know, like that, no? So Prabhupada asked them, asked, asked the devotees, who taught this bird how to fly? How did the bird know how to fly? The bird go to school, flying school, you know? Did the bird read some uh, scripture, some knowledge book, and figure out how to fly? You know, and the devotees were answering, 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 and, and none of them could answer the question. So then Prabhupada answered. He said, it's the super soul. The super soul in the bird told the bird how to fly. And same with us. The super soul is ready to tell us everything. But are we ready to listen? Are we deaf? We're not ready to listen to our super soul. The super soul will tell us. How nice is that, right? Krishna is always trying to help us out in so many ways. But we complicate it and then we lose out in the process. 
So today being Lord Balaram's day, we should understand. Prabhupada describes the super soul as Krishna and Balaram sitting in the heart. Guru and Krishna. Guru and Goranga. Guru is Lord Nityananda, Goranga is Goranga Map. Guru and Goranga and their associates, Prabhupada says, sitting in our heart. So we got so much support from internally, you know. And externally, many nice devotees, Bhagavad Gita, scripture, the deities, nice support from outside as well. So what is there for us to worry about, you know? Live our life. It's a prison sentence anyway. If we die, we get freed from this prison sentence, we're done. Get out of jail free card, right? You know, <laughs> nothing wrong with that. Meantime, while we're here, let's serve. With a lot of love and affection, let's serve each other. Particularly serving devotees is considered the highest of all service. And then reach out to other living entities, because they're also suffering. All of them, not just the humans. The animals are suffering, the trees are suffering. Serve anyone that we can, be very nice. Is that okay, Guruji? Thank you. Yeah? Thank you. Any other points anybody wants to raise? Yes, Mishra Bhagavan Prabhu. Lord, Lord, does Lord Balaram also get worshipped? Uh, yeah. Does he have temples, Lord Balaram's temples? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Dauji Mandir in India, there, Dauji, there's a temple of Dauji in, uh, uh, in Brindavan. Uh, there is a temple of Dauji with his sister. It's known as uh, Yogamaya and Dauji Temple. I went to it just about, that's the last visit I went, I went to that temple because I heard every devotee should go to that temple because it is actually Yogamaya that actually allows us to do things in Krishna's Leela. She is the director of Krishna's Leela. Even Krishna does what Yogamaya says. So we must go to the Yogamaya temple. So I was looking for which is the Yogamaya temple and I found out this is the one that has Dauji in it and, and Yogamaya. Yogamaya is like, like a Durga form. Durga is Mahamaya. Mahamaya comes from Yogamaya. Dauji is the uh, same, it looks exactly like Lord Balaram. Exactly like Lord Balaram, yeah. He's, uh, you know, golden complexioned, wears nice bright yellow clothes, uh, blue clothing, you know. Very lustrous personality, like that. Like that, yeah. Next time you go to Bindavan, ask them, you know, where is it? Now, there are other temples of uh, Yogamaya at other places too, but they're like very small and not... That's not the main temple. The main temple is like this one that has Lord Balaram also in that temple. And there are only two personalities. And like the front is like uh, Lord Balaram's temple. Go to the back like this and you see uh, uh, Yogamaya's temple. Same temple. Isn't there a temple in Navadri that's uh, on Navadri Island across the river and it's, a, it's like the sitting place of uh, Yogamaya? Yes. Yes, yes, that's true. You can see them there too. Yes, that's very true. So yeah, because both of them are actually, Navadweep is actually Brindavan sort of like in separation and Brindavan multiplied actually because Navadweep uh, Mayapur was uh, created by Radharani because she felt that Brindavan had some, some defects. Of course, there are no defects there, but she can see defects. We can't see any defects, but she can and she wanted to improve on it, and so she made Mayapur happen. That's why Mayapur is easier to practice Krishna consciousness than Vrindavan. And that's why a lot of people love Mayapur. 
They really love Mayapur a lot. They want to spend their time in Mayapur all the time, that type of thing. And actually, Prabhupada at one time even said, we can stop all our temples overseas and just, well, every, all the devotees come to Mayapur and stay in one place, Mayapur. He even said that one time. <laughs> I don't know if he meant it, but, you know, he did say it. <laughs> That's how important that temple is, how important that dham is, Mayapur, to us. Very nice. So thank you very much. Hare Krishna. Jai Sri Balaram Jayanti Ki Jai. Sri Balaram Purnima Mahatsava Ki Jai. Jai, the original Supreme Personality of Godhead, Lord Sri Balaram Ki Jai. Itai Gaur Pramanande Hari Hari Bo. Jai Sri Gaur Bhaktabrinda Ki Jai. Sri Sri Radha Kalachanji Ki Jai. Sri Sri Krishna Balaram Ki Jai. Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai. So we'll continue on the uh, on Zoom, right? It'll continue with uh, those of you who are on Zoom can actually say things, uh, read some things until ten o'clock, and then oh, are we doing kirtan here? What's going to happen? Whatever you'd like to do, anyway. Um, I think. Uh, Balram Prashad Prabhu is looking after that, right? Is he on Zoom himself from home? This is his computer. This is his computer? Ah. So who is managing this right now? Oh, from home. Okay. Oh, his. The hosts are changing. Okay. All right. So whoever the host is can decide what to do. Until 10 o'clock and 10 o'clock we'll start the... Uh, um, start the uh, Abhishek on the altar. That'll be a, not a very long Abhishek, just a short Abhishek, just that uh, we did that, and then for Krishna and Balaram, Lord Balaram. And then after that, oh, we'll continue with uh, more uh, speaking on, uh, on Zoom until, uh, until Prashadam times. And of course, at 12 o'clock, we'll show the, uh, show the uh, uh, RT happening, but at the same time, we will be speaking as well. Thank you very much. Jai Sri 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 Krishna Balaram Ki Jai Sri Balaram Jayanti Ki Jai Sri Balaram Purma Mahatsava Ki Jai <coughs>